Ain't nobody listening to this shit. Welcome to the Beyond Our Service podcast, where two veterans with wives and kids pretend to know what they're doing in life. We look at the good, bad, and ugly and laugh our way through it all. So come join us as we go beyond our service. All right, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Our Service. Um, most of you didn't notice, but some of you did. We did take a week off last week. Uh, life got in the way, and this podcast makes us no money. So we took a time off, and we are back. We didn't want to throw together one like super quick, crappy show, so we figured we'd take a week to give you guys a more thought-out, crappy show. Um, and as usual, Schick's audio sounds like garbage because he is... Driving yet again back to California. Last time I got to do it. It's the last one. It's the the epic journey, and he's stuck in traffic, so at least we can hear there's not as much noise, so that's good. Focusing on the positives. Um, Shake, man, how you doing? How's How's the week besides the monotonous driving? Week was good. I was at, uh, I was in Chicago, um, just hanging out with my dad the whole week. It was actually awesome. My mom, uh, in her third child, she's a lunatic. And, uh, yeah, so it was just me and my dad just hanging out. So it was pretty awesome. He, uh, played some golf, watched some sports, ate a bunch of good food. So good. Nice. Then you guys, you guys went and was, saw uh, some baseball games, right? Oh, dude, the baseball game was sick. It was packed. They uh, they won, which was good because they were playing the Cardinals. Nice. Garbage. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it was a blast. Um, what about you? How was Mexico Part 2? Oh, man. Mexico Part 2 was really fun. Um, definitely something we're going to try to go to. We may not go to Mexico every time, but we're going to try to get together you know our group that group of people um it's pretty cool go on a trip with uh friends and people you've known for that long and their spouses and so that was a really good time uh my liver was very happy to be done with mexico i was gonna say did you guys you guys go hard oh yeah definitely went hard um i think i went to bed at like six or maybe five o'clock one afternoon um then woke back up at nine and was ready to go uh, nine at night, and then uh, so I missed dinner. But other than that, uh, we. Uh, That's we how you know it was bad. Limits. If you miss, if you miss a meal, then you know it was aggressive. Well, see, that's the thing is like Renee woke me up to check on me, and uh, I couldn't go back to sleep. I was too hungry. I was like, all right, well, now I'm up. So I just kind of like put some clothes on and like came down and met him at the the big like bar area thing because I was too hungry. I needed some food. So then I, we, but we did good. It's definitely different than what it used to be. Like when we were in like our early twenties or mid twenties or whatever, you know, it's like everybody by like 11, everybody's like, all right. So (laughs) I think it's time for bed. Plus when you wake up at like nine in the morning and you start drinking by like nine 30, 11 o'clock is late. Day drinking is so much better. It is waiting until late at night and then you're just like why because then you're just going to sleep the whole like half the day away right it's just like no, no day just drinking get up is, early and start can, that 
you, you got to be good at it, way to do it. Like, I feel like if you don't you gotta, pace yourself right, you, you, you can, it'll bite you. Cause it, then all of a sudden, like you can't, yeah. I don't know. You got to legit hydrate like in between. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Mexico was good. We came back here and then I went to Wyoming, uh, the next day for a class for, um, my job and then, uh, to better myself. Uh, but that was nice. And then the night I got back Thursday, we were already, the movers came and moved us into the new house. So we are in the new house now. Um, about 99% unpacked. Um, and, but there's still a lot of like stuff to do and get done around the house, but all the major stuff's done. So that's been nice. Does this mean, does this mean that this podcast will no longer bother Renee's sleeping schedule? Uh, it, no, not yet. So I'm still recording in the master bedroom, um, until I get the, either the office thing that we're, that's being remodeled. It's almost done, but it doesn't have a door or anything. So, and they got to come back and fix the wall. So once that's done, or I'm going to move it to like a she shed thing that's in the backyard. If I once I do that, then yes, this will not mess with Renee's schedule and she or sleep schedule. She won't hate us as much. But until then, we're still on the top of the list. That won't be that won't be as fun for me to do this podcast. If it's not actively interrupting her ability. Well, then that we can just plan pranks and do stuff to her while she's sleeping on the podcast. We'll we'll make it work. I, I love that idea. Yeah, we will maintain the hatred for sure. <clears throat> All right, man. So what are we talking about? Uh, have you ever um, have you ever been called uh, or or called someone else or thought of like someone as like an alpha male? I mean, I've never called someone that. I certainly have been able to identify different times of my life who super alpha males were. Okay, and did you did you see that as like a good thing? Was that like a complimentary kind of thing towards them or was it like that guy's a douchebag? Depends. It's 50-50. Okay, that's there's fair. some dudes there's some dudes who were were alpha males with humility and there's some who were alpha males and they're just super cocky douches. Yeah. So I always kind of thought of like alpha males as like douchebags. So, which I guess you're right. They can be. Um, but like, so someone, someone is actually a guy that kind of planted the seed of like this, this topic in, in the first place. And he was kind of like, he'd done a bunch of research and he's like, and again, this is someone who doesn't know me very well, but he said, he basically was like, I think of you as like an alpha male. And I was like, I kind of thought he was making fun of me. <laughs> So I'm like, what? No, come on, really? Like that's, damn it, man. I'm sorry. And it's he's just like, a polite way, of, just a polite way of saying you suck. Yeah, like you're kind of a douche. And so I'm like, ah, man, I'm like, really? And I was like, I, I didn't know what to say because I thought it was just like a not a good thing at all. And he he was so confused. And he's like, what are you talking? Like, man, that's not a bad thing. And then he kind of explained more definitions. I don't think that, and I think that's so. I I don't think that. I'm an alpha male all the time. I think there's definitely times where we all are alpha males in certain situations, but I just thought it was funny that like he 
when he called me that, I was just, I was not offended, but I, I kind of felt like, well, crap, man, I'm sorry. Like, what did I do to, to <laughs> just to make you say that? Like, that's a tear. I'm sorry. And he kind of was like, what is he, what are you doing? And so I'm also stuff like this, like the alpha male, beta male and blah, blah, blah. Like these even extroverts, introverts, this stuff kind of fascinates me because I love people watching. So I love watching, like, if you get into big groups of people and just watch how people interact with other people. And so the alpha male betas and gammas and all that stuff, is it's always something that kind of I've thought about before. I'll try to, like, watch and guess and see, like, how, especially, like, kids, when you get a bunch of, like, 13-year-old boys together and watching, like, how they interact with each other, who's going to kind of take charge, who does whatever. And then, my God, the, the army or specifically like basic training because nobody knows anybody you have to get like they some people want to be leaders and they stand up to it but then they they stand up and try to like take lead like they're the alpha or they're the whatever and they suck at it really bad and then you watch others come in and it's like it's just a to me it's always been fascinating to kind of think and we watch had, it's funny you said that we had a dude uh when i was in boot camp i Dude, I always was just like, you're going to get messed with no matter what. So I was like, I just want to keep my head down and just get through this garbage. Loop. And right. I always ended up getting thrown into like leadership positions, like a squad leader where I was like a guy that like our MCT or whatever. And I freaking hated it. But we had a kid in boot camp who failed out of OCS. And he failed out because you get like graded by your peers in that. And his peers were like, this dude's a garbage leader. And so when he was in boot camp, dude, he tried so hard to always, like, take charge. And he just sucked. Like, he yeah. was so bad. And it was painful to watch. <laughs> so I was the exact same way in basic training. I I had every – we call it, in the Army, we called it the gray man. Like, just, just be in the gray. Like, just – if you can get through, yeah. like, the training – and then by the end of it, like the the drill sergeant or whatever is like, wait, who are you? Like that's mission yeah, accomplished. That's the, yeah, that's the goal right there. So that didn't work for me either. Um, I, we were sitting there and unfortunately I kind of did it to myself. Like I couldn't, I just couldn't take it because me and you both went in older. Like we were definitely older and I went in in that summer group and I, did you go in the summer? No, I went in uh, November and I graduated Okay, so I went into the summer one, and what happens in summer basic trainings and boot camps, I would assume, is that's when a lot of kids get out of, they graduate high school, and they go straight into the military. So, like, our dude, our average age was 17, 18, and then I went in at 22, and I graduated college and was married. Yeah, I was 23, married with a kid, and I went in. It was was a little bizarre. (laughs) So watching this 17-year-old kid who was in the ROTC, he decided they had, like, they gave us this task, and we were going to get crushed if we didn't get it on time and all this crap. And it was, like, the first week anyway, so you, it didn't matter. Every, nothing you did was right, so you, just, you were going to get smoked and get, do push-ups and blah, blah, blah. So this kid steps up, and he tries to give, like, everybody a packing list, and he's, like, trying to, like, take charge, and the, the like, drill sergeant's, like, left the barracks and like they let us do our thing and it had to be done by a certain time all that crap and dude this guy was just so bad and it took forever and then another guy like stepped in they like basically kicked him out and they stepped in another guy and he talked so softly nobody could hear him and he was just awful 
And I finally was like, God, I remember just feeling angry. I was like, God dang it. I'm going to have to do this. Like that pit in your stomach. You're like, I have to do it. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. But if I don't do this, I don't think it's going to get done. And my life's going to be even more annoying. So I finally just was like, hey, man, just let, let me see the list. And so we did that. And then my drill sergeants made me the, they called them PG. They basically made me the leader dude for the entire 16-week basic training. They're supposed yeah. to rotate it, and they didn't rotate it like assholes. And so I got to be that douche kid the entire time. All right, so we did some research on the alpha male stuff. So what, um, first off, I think some of it is going to be, I wanted to kind of go into some definitions. Do you have anything in front of you? Like, are you able to look any of this up? Yeah, I've got a steering wheel in front of me, you jackass. Yeah, so are you, do you have your computer open? <laughs> Hell no. That's very uh, responsible of you. Good job. So, I mean, Cali, man, you got to like, defensive driving at its finest you gotta dodge stupid so essentially a alpha male is someone who is confident viewed as a leader masculine social um pretty direct and honest takes risks does not like to fail comfortable around the opposite sex um that's where i fail uh so you can be comfortable it doesn't mean you're good Right. Well, on some of the stuff I was reading, they're like, they're really good with women. It's like, well, out on that one. Um, I almost made alpha, but I didn't. And then, uh, so the other one that I thought was really, so basically alpha males are like the most confident dude. They're kind of like the leader guy. They take charge. And then I think that they, like the ones we're talking about that are the most, um, like the douchebag alphas are like the really immature ones. And they're either going to grow up and become more mature. I thought when I was looking at stuff, I thought the most interesting aspect of this, because I think a lot of when it talks about like immaturity and all stuff, like I, I think you see alphas and betas, like you said, when you're growing up and in kids, you just see who the natural leaders are and who just like will always kind of follow. And I, I think historically it was like you're you're an alpha or a beta, which I don't think most people just fit into one of those categories anymore because I think so much has changed. What's fascinating to me is how that plays into the professional world. And because I think back in the day when women were far less prominent in the workplace and leadership roles, I think alpha males were king because it was like, we're going to do it my way or that's it. Like that, that's all there is to it. And there was a, there was one way of, kind of leading and whether you stepped on toes along the way, it didn't really matter. And I think now there's such a different dynamic in how you have to lead people that where I, where I think alphas get them a true alpha would just get himself in a lot of trouble nowadays. And I see people who are like that who just like, they cannot not do it their way. They cannot take yeah. any sort of constructive criticism. They cannot take like, they, they don't hear anyone else's ideas I mean, it truly is like the mansplaining type of person, right? Yeah. And so, like, that kind of fascinates me with, I think it's gotten to a point in society where that true alpha personality can can be considered toxic now. And a lot more people actually have a voice to, like, 
stop that in its tracks, I guess. Yeah, I think that I think that kind of person, if they can't, if they don't have like the either the self awareness or the maturity to dial it back or adapt in some way. I agree with you. I think that there we're kind of in a society now where that's almost a negative thing. I think the only time you're going to see that kind of come like where those guys would come, that type of leadership or personality is going to come back and and be really helpful or, or impactful. is going to be like under like extreme circumstances. So I think like, think like military, like wartime or you're in, or a natural disaster or something, something is happening and, and you're in a group of people and you just have someone that just kind of steps up, takes charge, tells people what to do, makes decisions, isn't trying to like, you know, make everybody happy. It's just like, shut the hell up and do what I'm telling you to do. And well, that's, what's funny about the military is the military trains everyone to be an alpha. Right. Once you get in a certain position or if something catastrophic happens and you're thrust into that position until that point, you have to be a complete and utter beta. Shut your mouth and do what you're told. But right. you have to be able to flip that switch. And so it's that's kind of interesting if you think about it like that. Yeah, so you had talked about so here on betas. And, and so I think beta to me, even more so than the alpha, like the old like stereotypical alpha, whatever, the, I think the beta definition is way different than what I think of when I call when I think of someone as a beta or if I'm joking around Dude, like paint it like a they, yeah like you're a bitch yeah so you're so betas aren't a bitch they're like I saw I was watching some YouTube thing kind of explaining it and talking about it and the their biggest like the clips they kept showing was off of Top Gun so Maverick was the alpha but then Goose is the beta so a beta is like a good listener, he's still really confident. He still can lead, but he and yeah, but he's really goose dies too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's like he, it's like they're really good, but they always, um, they, they're really loyal to and supportive of the alpha male. Like they, they help the alpha male. They're always like they're like the sidekick of the alpha. They support the alpha. They, they do whatever, and then they, but they're not like weak and they're not like pathetic. That's more like the. Jeez, which one was it? it? Was like Gamma or Omega or something? There's a whole bunch of them now. Um, but that's something that kind of threw me off too is like it's always a joke of like a bunch of beta males. But really being a beta male is not bad. You even have something on here that beta male, beta bosses are better at listening. And so you've got Adam Grant, a Wharton School professor who has written books on what drives people to succeed was how can I contribute when I'm not in charge but have a good suggestion and want to be heard? These are not questions asked by leaders, Grant said. They're fundamental questions of, of followership. Employees have an enduring need to be heard. That's why if you put a listener to the top, you may move mountains. So showing that like betas, because they're more willing to listen, they're more willing to change, that they're actually um, can be better leaders in the workplace than alphas. So do you think that's because of our society now? Yeah, I think part of it is. I think it was a lot. I think I think back in the day, it was just easier to, I, th- it, I think the notion of going to the workplace was you do whatever your boss says. Right. That's that. If it was, if it's a stupid way of doing it, it doesn't matter. It's not your job to decide how you do things. You just do what you're told. Right. Right. And I think like, yes, obviously 
listening more, more interaction, more collaboration. And I think a lot of places have kind of realized that like decentralizing decision making can be way more effective. Yeah. When it comes to results, because so many people making those decisions and taking charge are so, so much higher up and so like far removed from what strengths and weaknesses are going on in like the actual, you know, in the, in the dirty work. And then people are just like, "Are you kidding me? You're gonna you're gonna make us do it like this? Like this is so dumb. It's gonna take us twice as long. Like it's nowhere near as effective." And I think in the past that was just it doesn't matter. You just complain to your employees, and that was just the way it was. Yeah. Well, I definitely think that's something. <clears throat> that's a generational thing too. <clears throat> I think the younger generations, like ours, the the millennials, I've noticed that. Yeah, they're and, bitches. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean well, I mean, I'm just, sure they've invoked like good change, but at the same time, it's because millennials are like, I need to know why we're doing this. Exactly. I need to know like, why are we going to do it like this? And we could do it like that. So it's like, at some point, yeah, there's value to that. I think our generation is taking it too far at times to where it's like, how about you just shut your mouth and do what you're told? I agree. I think, I think there's a line. There's, there's the balance of that, right? So like, as I am an employer <clears throat> and with my employees, I encourage them to, most of them are millennials. And so I encourage them to speak up. It's like, listen, I'm not doing what you're doing every single day. So if I think we should do something or I suggest something or I have an idea and it's really stupid and you know that, then you need to be able to come forward and say it and be like, Hey, or ask and challenge. Like, why would we do that? Like, why are, why do you think that's like, why should we go this way when we could do it this way? And I'm, I'm okay with listening to those, comp- those, those ideas because a lot of times they're right or they're, or they're not. And then I need to explain to them or help them understand why they are wrong. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it, there's sometimes where it's just it's more trivial, that, like decisions that just need to be made, like things just need to get done. And then I just need to be – I have to just be the alpha. And it's like, hey, just like this is the decision. We're doing this, this, and this, and it needs to get done. And there's no way around it. We all know why. We all know what's going on. We just, it just needs to get done. So I think being able to transition is, and I'm in a really small, it's a very small business. So it's a, it's a, it's a different animal than I can't, I couldn't imagine, you know, running like 300 employees. I have, I have eight. And so that's. Well, think about funny. the value of, of what you said of having like your employees speak up and like, if they're wrong, then you tell them why, like that's so much more valuable for your employee who instead of you just saying, we're just going to do it like this every time, he yeah. in his head is going to be like, well, I have so many better ideas and you're you're just like, you're being dumb. Whereas if you listen, and then even if he's, he's wrong, you explain why, then all of a sudden he's like, oh, okay. Well, now I'm not going to go around thinking that, you know, you're an idiot and I'm doing this, you know, an inefficient or annoying way. Like now you listen to me, right. you responded, and now like now we're on the same page. This is a little bit off a topic, but I, I do think that's <clears throat> that's a common mistake that older leaders and older bosses make with millennials. And if they would take the time to explain some of the why or why the millennial is wrong, I think that would make their the manager of the boss's life ten times better. And and that millennial will work a lot harder because they'll kind of understand. I don't know what why you going wouldn't. On. I don't know why you wouldn't want to shit on millennials and tell them every time they're wrong. Just be like, no, you're an idiot. You want to know why? You got any more dumb ideas there, Jack? Like, keep them coming. (laughs) Because you're still stuck with them and you have to get them 
to produce. Yeah. And I, honestly, I don't think they're that bad. Like most of them. Now there's some that are just absolutely worthless and those just get fired. And I have hired them and I have fired them. All right. So how do you think alpha males and beta males and this whole thing, how do you think this affects our like dating world and our relationships? Do you ever watch this stuff? I try, but it's hard. Renee gets mad at me when I'm sitting there staring at other people at a restaurant. Do you ever watch it? I don't know. Yeah. Or ever notice it? Like where you're just like, man, this dude is. I'll notice. I, I remember like seeing alpha males at bars just get rejected time after time. <laughs> and they just sort of look like, dude, I'm talking like they could brush it off like nothing. Just on to the next. Like, no, yeah. I feel like I feel like if you're. You are more beta in the sense of you're a little more reserved, you're a little more intentional, a little more, you know, thoughtful about things. If you probably do end up like randomly going up to someone and they just reject you, you're probably just done for the night. You're like, no, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. So Um, one of these examples was, so what about the dude? So have you ever been around guy? And I feel like married, I mean, I know the married world more than I do dating, but like, is it ever, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to say this without just being a complete douche. Do you ever just meet some, or like meet couples and it's like, man, I don't think that guy has a pair of nuts at all. You know what I mean? Like, um, not, it's not even that it's a bad thing. Like, I've, I've know some wedding or marriages that are work fantastic, but it's like, I don't know. I've seen, I've dude, I have seen some guys just get absolute barked at by their wives, like just. Just, just, oh yeah, I'll oh, see. That. And I'm like, oh man, I'd have lost it. I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know how much of that is alpha beta, or it's just survival. Kind of like completely, <laughs> a completely like dysfunctional marriage, and this guy's just like, I'm just done. I'm not going to invest. I just don't care. Energy. Yeah. Like, I think part of it is that. Um, I don't know. I did read some stuff about the dating, which was interesting in that. And, and it's funny because I think a lot of this applies to when, when women are initially attracted to men. They definitely like alpha traits as yeah. far as the confidence, as far as initiative, as far as, um, you know, just taking charge in kind of every aspect. Like, you know, I'm going to plan the dates. And we're going to do this. And, you know, there's there's a lot of that where. I think the initial attraction definitely favors those alpha personality traits. But then it's interesting, as I read more stuff, it, it said that the longer term beta personality traits tend to age better than long term relationships. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think. And again, that- I don't think there's a one size fits all. And to be honest with you, I, I don't. We're talking just in terms of males, but I think this equally applies to females. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because so, I mean, it's like, we're only doing the male perspective because obviously we're males, but I, I, I've seen, well, I mean, I'm alpha I'm males, male today. beta male or alpha females, alpha, you know, or beta females. Like I think it applies equally, but from the male perspective, yeah, it, it's, I think you just got to have a balance at this point in everything in relationships i mean unless uh, because i think just straight alpha traits in a a relationship or a marriage can wear somebody down pretty 
But. Yeah. Well, I think, like, that's why I like this kind of stuff, and I like extrovert, introvert stuff, and, like, personality, anything with personalities. I think that so we should all be continuously trying to be as self-aware as we can. And I think it's a really, you're doing yourself a massive disservice if you are not trying to maintain self-awareness and like, and being honest with yourself of like what kind of person you are. And because, you know, if you are an alpha, then you need to kind of see it and then understand like, cause with being an alpha, there's certain strengths and there's certain weaknesses to being for that being your dominant trait. Obviously there's, there's a mix of all of it, but then the same thing with betas, there's going to be a, there's strengths to being a beta. There's weaknesses to being a beta and understanding and kind of looking at it at yourself and figuring out, okay, which one am I? I think that's where, you know, the maturity comes in, especially, especially with marriages where, you know, I think it's not like alphas can't have good marriages or only, you know, betas have really long relationships. I think it's just, and the same thing with women. I think you have to understand where you're at, kind of where you fall on those spectrums and then figure out like, all right, so this is because I'm alpha or because I'm beta, I have a tendency to do this, which is good in these situations and bad in these situations. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. What, all right. If you're, if you're an alpha, then what is, where do you think you find yourself needing to bring it back? Um, nowhere. It's like a fucking true alpha. (laughs) No. So I don't think I'm necessarily that alpha except for, I think at work because I'm, it's my business. Um, but then, I don't know, if I'm an alpha, I think my biggest thing is I don't have patience. And so I start to, I get really, I have to struggle, especially like at work and stuff with my patience with people. Um, and, yeah. and even though, because I want them to, I want to be approachable. I want to be, um, I want them to feel like I'm actually paying attention or I give a damn because I do truly give a damn about them and their opinions. <clears throat> there are times though, where naturally I want to be like, shut the fuck up. Just, just to stop it, stop it. And just do what I want you to do. Just do it. Like stop asking me questions and do it, which is not the right answer. It's not the right answer. Long-term. I, I logically know this, but there are absolutely times where I just want to just be like, slam my hand on the, on the desk and be like, okay, everybody stop talking and just do what I told you to do. That's it. No more questions, but that's just not reality. That's not what I can do. Um, my patience and then my kids and stuff too. I think my same thing, Renee, my, my marriage patience and just listening and trying to, and to stop like, cause man, I just want to be like, I just, I feel like, okay, I know the answer. This is what we should do. This is what we're, this is how we fix it. Let's just do this instead of taking in all the perspectives of and getting the full picture. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's funny with kids too. Because kids is probably the, the most common one where you're like, do this because I said so. Yeah, exactly. And I think if, with kids especially, if you listen to what they're saying, and even when they're horrifically wrong, you just listen, and then you tell them the reasons they're wrong, and then tell them how it needs to be done, I think that goes a long way for a kid. As, I mean, as much as it does anyone else, and just like understanding a little more, a little more like 
trust and understanding that it's not just like, oh, just do this dumb thing because dad says so. Right. And I think that that's, you know, that has to change. I think that it's a mistake when I see, and it's funny slash annoying when I see, especially dads that are either just like completely disengaged. So they're not alphas or betas. They're like the, damn it. I can't, I think that the they're omegas, just, they're just indifferent. They're just indifferent. They just don't really, they're like, well, Hey man, don't do that. And then they just, like, Oh no, that's still not runs cool. off I'm not talking street. about, yeah, I'm not talking about like letting the inmates run the asylum. I'm just saying like, even when I like snap at them or like get, get stern or get angry like there's always a level of communication so they know so it's never just like this arbitrary explosion on my kids because like little things to you can be huge things to your kids like your kids have no life so it's like every little thing that you say or that you do with them that's like their whole universe so those things are huge so if you have just like random outbursts at your kid and you're not even like communicating in any way like for them their whole world just exploded they're not even sure why (laughs) and then they'll never forget it like they'll remember that absolutely no i and i think that and then that's got to change like but i think there's times where it's good to be the alpha you've got to be the alpha to the kids especially when they're really little and then as they get bigger it's got to transfer to where there's a lot more listening and explanations and explaining things and getting their perspective but it's just as they get older and again like teaching them like well no that you're wrong like you know we don't root for the patriots that's stupid heard that so i think that's good so do you think that um do you think you can change or do you think guys do change not like can you but like do you think some guys grow up as betas become alphas and vice versa I think I, so my perspective is I think alphas tend to be extroverted and betas can tend to be introverted. So I think I grew up much more with beta tendencies and I think I've grown into easily like picking situations where I realize like, oh, I just need to, I just need to be a leader and take charge of these situations. And that was a learned skill. Like I was uncomfortable with it. I don't enjoy it naturally, but like obviously the military helped a lot with it. And also just realizing that just because you don't like things doesn't mean you're not like good or effective at it. And so I just, for myself, I am more of a situational leader in that, in that regards, because if I don't really care about it or I'm not invested with it, I don't default to that alpha personality. Right. So and so that's a thing. I think I think alphas can tend to take more of an assertive leadership role in everything. And that's just kind of a natural thing they do. That's not my natural default. So I'm very, like, directed at when I use my energy towards that. Because if I don't care about it, I'm not, I, like, I'm just going to sit back and do whatever. Like, that's, that's kind of... So I think it definitely, you can change, but... Like you said, you have to be honest with yourself of where you're like lacking in certain situations and where it can benefit you to. It's putting yourself in uncomfortable situations sometimes in order to, to get past it. Yeah. So if you're the out, so when you're the beta, where does you where do you think that that's your weakness, or what's something that you have to kind of keep mindful of? <clears throat> I think 
I think there's traits being a beta that doesn't necessarily mean you're completely detached and disinterested. I think if I have a problem, if I'm really like, just don't care about something, like I am just like so passive to a point of like, you're just so disinterested. They're like, why are you even here? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's great. That's a great question. Why am I here? And it's like, well, you're here for a reason. You can still be actively engaged just because you're not taking like that, that active leadership role. You can still contribute in a lot of positive ways. So for me, I tend to get way too detached on things that I just don't care about. It. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. <clears throat> so I definitely think that <clears throat> we can change as we grow older because I think a big part of this, like you said, extroverted, introverted definitely plays a role. And I think confidence is a huge part of it as well, especially for men. Eh, I guess women too, we're all human. So I would think, I think as we, cause like when I grew up growing up, I didn't have, um, I just a ton of self-confidence, especially when it came to like being around girls. I pretty much convinced myself that I was like, no girl would ever want to like date me when I was in like middle school or high school or something. That's just good. like I Keep lacked the, set the bar low. Yeah. I lacked such an, ins- I had such an insane low self-esteem when it came to like the girl world. <clears throat> that I definitely think that that affected me. But I also had like, I don't know, man, like growing up in, in, I was the smallest kid. I was the, um, I don't know. I was always really cool. So for the most part, I was pretty quiet until I got really comfortable with everybody that was around me. And then I would be really loud and joke around a ton and be obnoxious. But that was very, I was very careful about it. And then I think as I got older, even just my physical stature as I got bigger, more muscular, whatever, I think I just kind of became, I got a lot more confident in just being me. And so I want that time where I would be really careful and like really conscious of like other people, how they perceive me or, you know, would I be good at this or should I say something? Does my opinion matter? I just kind of got a little bit and the army definitely helped where it was, man, I've seen stupid people and I'm not that dumb. Good Lord. And I think I just had, I've gotten a lot more confident as I've gotten older. So now I I do feel a lot more comfortable kind of just speaking my mind, speaking up, um, kind of taking charge. I am also, I've never been super patient. So that kind of is part of it too, where it's like, I just sitting, sitting there and watching people just kind of fumble fuck around. It's like, all right, I just gonna, I think I'm just gonna have to say something. And I did it with Steven's baseball. Like I had to become the freaking. It was the same thing as basic training. I didn't want to do it, but I came to the head coach for his T-ball team because the dude that was doing it was awful. And he was also just really mean to the kids, and he treated them like shit, which was just a whole other level of crazy. But he, like the first practice, there's like 12 little four- and five-year-olds, and he's got he's like working with one kid batting. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. And so I'm just sitting there, and then finally like I just couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, God. How many kids uh, were just like laying on the laying in the outfield picking grass? Oh, all of them. They're, I mean, eleven of the twelve are running around in circles, like slamming their heads into the fence, like sliding on stuff. Like they're just fucking around, and it's like, all right, we can't do this for the next forty-five minutes. Like I'm not going to stand here for forty-five minutes. This is incredibly boring. Damn it, I'm going to have to do something, and I did. And then lo and behold, like I, the guy basically was just like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing, so you want to just like run practices? I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't want to run practices. 
Uh, but I did. But eventually I did because I had to. So I don't know. I think Sucker. you can definitely. Yeah, I think I think you can definitely change over time. Um, or maybe that tendency just comes out more when you get more confident, and maybe that's what changes. I don't know. I definitely think we're all born with some inherent, like, whatever, alpha, beta tendencies. Um, and I think as you get older, those some of those either come out more or more repressed, I guess. I don't know. Um, so, and I definitely think, so I, I definitely think, so I guess this is a question, but I'm going to answer it anyway. Kent, so I want to hear yours first. Do you think it differs in different groups or scenarios? So do you think it's context specific when someone is an alpha male? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I kind of alluded to it. I mean, you kind of alluded to it with your group of friends, right? Right. It's like if you're if you're in your comfort zone or it's something that you're very knowledgeable, proficient or experienced at, you're far more likely if you have beta tendencies to take charge and be a leader in that scenario. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I could see situations where if you're an alpha and you're just in something that is just like so over the top stupid that you just don't care about it all, that you're just going to be like, nope, not getting involved. (laughs) I'm keeping my mouth shut. Yeah. I think, so I think some of it's maturity. Yeah. So I agree with you. The one I was thinking about when I wrote that question down was like explosives. So if me and you were sitting in a room and we're like, they're like, you got to do something and make a bomb or whatever the crap. And I'd be like, okay, <laughs> chick, that's all you, my friend. I'm going to beta the shit out of this or I'm just going to sit in the corner. So I might just Omega it because I have no idea what the hell is going on with all that. Because, and so like, why the hell would I ever try to take charge? I take charge for five seconds ago. Hey, um, it's on you, man. See ya. Because yeah, that's just like reckless. You walk into a hospital and you're like a doctor's, you know, coming up to a patient. You're like, no, doc, I got this. It's right. cool. I sell insurance. What are you doing, doctor? Listen to me. I slept. I slept at a Holiday Inn last night. Exactly. So it's like, I definitely think context-wise, I, I do think the, the bad, the negative alphas are the ones that lack. That's where I think they shine the most is where they lack the maturity and the self-awareness to be like, you know what? I don't need to lead this because I have no fucking clue how to do it. So I'm just going to back off. Or even if they're, if they're already in a leadership position, they're the ones, a good, a smart one, mature one is like, hey, look, I got no problem saying like, I got no idea what's going on. And I can't do, like, I, I can't lead this part or this thing because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not going to make this bomb. I don't know how to make it. I've never even seen it. So... All right, so what about this one? And this is kind of one of my last questions I got. So can there be more than one alpha in a group at the same time? I mean, yes. Physically, there can. I I mean, if they're both actively trying to take charge, that doesn't usually go well. Right. But, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I don't know. I'd say yes, they can. I mean, I I usually people work together pretty well, regardless of, of what your personality is, unless you're just an idiot or a douche. So 
I think yes, sir, can. I don't know. I think that I think it's very rare that they can. I think it has to Why? be a very specific like task or mission or something. Um or like if two like super alpha dudes, but they grew up together their whole life. Because, and then they just kind of like, they, because I, I don't know. I think that you've got, if you've got two people, like, like you said, if you have two people leading or trying to lead one group, that usually just falls apart. And then I think if, like, you've got to have one of them has got to bow down to the other one as, as, and let the other lead or take the lead. And if they're not willing to do that, if both, if both of the two alphas aren't, aren't willing to do that, then I think that you, it's not going to work. So unless no, they're usually what happens then is your whatever the group is fractures. Oh yeah. And some go to the one guy that they agree with or like, and the others go to the other one. And then it's, and it just becomes like a toxic competition within what should be like a cohesive unit. Yeah. And that's where I think like, if you have a specific mission where, you know, whatever, um, I'm alpha and you're the alpha and then, but one expertise is this and it involves, we have different expertises in the, the mission or the, the project requires both of our expertises. And then it's okay. You can like, we have to work, we're going to work together because I know, I know a lot about this and I can lead in this area. You can lead in that area. Well, look, help dude, each other. like let's, let's just cut the hypotheticals out of it. Do you see that in marriages where I, I know how I want to raise my kid and maybe there's like a difference within, you know, my wife or your wife with, with just certain aspects of life or marriage or, you know, raising your kids where you're both kind of taking the alpha in that, but you're not on the same page and it usually doesn't go well. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was just going to say that. Like I, I, any like alpha dealt like two alphas, man and woman that I've seen married, I think it can work, but I, I think they also have a very hot, cold. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I said, man, marriage. I think I think in certain situations, I think everyone can situationally be an alpha if it's something they care about and like they have like conviction about it. So if you're talking about something within your marriage or with your kids, you're both going to exhibit those alpha tendencies to what you want. And so that's where you can like. I'm sure that's where most of, you know, butting heads happens. But because if they're you want butting it your heads, way, she wants it her If they're butting heads, doesn't someone eventually have to become the beta and agree or cave or whatever you want to call it? So in that instance, you is could, there still two alphas? Or you can just, or you can lawyer up. <laughs> or you can just lose your mind and get a divorce. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I don't know. I don't, I mean, I think you can, you could drill it down. Yeah, I like, think well, someone, someone's going to have to somebody, stop being the alpha. Yeah. Someone eventually does, but then it usually ends up like I've done this before and Eve will probably vouch for this where it's like, you want to talk and you want to like compromise. And, but then you realize that like, Rosie, get back in the car. Hey, come here. Come here. Hey, get in the car. We are so professional. 
I just opened the door to get some gas. And she just, um, I, I've had situations where I was like, well, let's talk about it. Let's come to a compromise. And then I realized, like, I in no way want to compromise. And so <laughs> if I do, if I do end up giving into it, I act like a pissy little douche about it. Uh, you're so one I'm of those? Like, you, like, just resent them the whole time? Well, I, it, it's, it's happened, like, maybe once. I try not to do it, but I caught myself doing it, and I was like, ooh, this is not good. <laughs> compromise, <laughs> compromise does not mean you hold them hostage because yeah. you didn't get your way. You compromise so you can blame them later. Yeah, or you keep score, and it's yeah, like, well, the next time we compromise, time. <laughs> it's going to be me. Oh, that's good. I think it's interesting, and I think it's worth knowing or trying to figure out like what you are, and then once you figure that out, then understand or what you tend to be most of the time and then figure out how to deal with, you know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? All right, man. Well, enjoy yourself. Have a good week and we will see you next week. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. End it. Drop it. Send it. This has been the beyond our service podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, review, tell your friends all about us. This show can be found everywhere major podcasts are available. And if you'd like to reach out, please head over to beyondourservice.com and let us know what you think or find out how you can be a part of the show. See you next time.